welcome to the All It Takes the Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today we're talking about perfectionism. Why have we been talking about it? Because it's one of the biggest obstacles to accomplishing your goal. And this is a podcast about goals. This is a podcast for goal nerds. I'm a goal nerd. I say that all this time. I love goals. And the reason why is really simple. A goal is the fastest path between where you are today and where you want to be tomorrow. But most people never finish their goals. So for the last 12 years, I've been deep diving on the subject of goals. I've written a bunch of books about goals. I have an online goal community called The Guaranteed Goals Community. I tweet about goals. I post about goals. I have this podcast about goals. You can see a pattern. You can see a theme. And over and over and over and over again, there's problems that come up. One of them is perfectionism. There's also procrastination. Um, There's also people that get stuck with fear, stuck with doubt, stuck with comparison. But I would say that perfectionism is in the top three of all things that wreck your goals. This is week five in our series. If you haven't heard the previous weeks, don't worry. We'll link them in the show notes. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, fear not. You don't have to listen to the other episodes to understand this one. Each episode is standalone. Today, we're going to talk about the urgent zone. Do you ever feel like you get stuck over-focusing on urgent things and you don't have time for the things that really matter? Do urgent activities, urgent meetings, urgent interruptions come up a lot? Well, then you're going to love this episode. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. Quick question. What if you could guarantee the success of your goals? No, seriously. The book you want to write? Guaranteed. The business you want to start? Guaranteed. The exercise plan you want to stick with? Guaranteed. What if no goal was off limits? It's possible with the Guaranteed Goals Community. The Guaranteed Goals Community is my first ever membership program where you'll find the courage, connection, and most importantly, the community you need to win all your goals. Ever since I started hosting online challenges with tens of thousands of people from around the world, the number one request people sent me was for a private, non-Facebook community where we can all work on our goals together. That's why I created the Guaranteed Goals Community on a user-friendly platform where you won't be overwhelmed with endless dance videos, silly reels, and dog memes. Inside this community, in addition to learning my fail-proof formula for achieving goals, you'll get access to a massive course library, check-ins with my team for accountability, the chance to win awesome prizes, 12 VIP Q&A sessions with me, the ability to team up with other members who are working on similar goals as you, and so much more. A year from now, I want you to be thankful for the way you invested in yourself and your goals today. Join me at acuff.me slash goals. That's A-C-U-F-F dot M-E backslash goals. I'll see you there. All right, let's jump right into today's episode, but I want to start with a bonus idea. Like I know the idea I'm going to talk about today. It's all about the urgent zone. It's about urgency and how do we deal with that? But I want to give you a bonus parenting idea. We recently did a survey of my audience. We had about 1,500 people fill out the survey, which is so kind, so amazing. And a lot of y'all have kids. 
There's a lot of parents that listen to this. I don't like, there's not a lot of teenagers. I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking at the data. This is very few teenagers are like, you know what I need to listen to that all it takes is a gold podcast. But a lot of y'all have teenagers. You have kids. So here's a parenting idea that Jenny and I have done for years and years and years. It's a tiny little thing that makes a big difference in our life. So have you ever had one of your kids not be able to find something? So they're looking for something in your house. Maybe it's a pair of shoes, maybe it's a baseball glove, maybe it's a lunchbox, maybe it's, you know, a math book, whatever. And they come back to you and they say, I can't find it. I can't find it. I looked everywhere. I can't find it. And you have a feeling that they didn't really look that hard. Cause like sometimes you'll say, Hey, go get your lunchbox. And they'll be gone for 14 seconds and go, I can't find it. And you're like, I don't, I don't think you search that hard in those 14 seconds. So what we do at the Acuff House, and we've done this for years, my kids are 17 and 19 now, so they're obviously older. Um, But we did this probably starting when they were like six or seven. If they came to us and said, hey, I can't find what I'm looking for, we would say back to them, okay, if I find it in 60 seconds, you owe me $5. We would make it a game. And we go, I'll just start a timer on my phone. I've got, I've got 60 seconds. If I find it in 60 seconds, you owe me $5. And if I can't find it in 60 seconds, I owe you $5. And all of a sudden, our kids would go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, let me go look a little more. Let me go look a little more. And this is going to blow your mind. They often found the thing they were looking for. Jenny and I do this to each other. If I say to Jenny, like, yeah, I don't know where my belt is. I just, I can't find my belt. She'll be like, ooh, you want a 60 second challenge? $5, you up for it? And then I go, you know what? Whoa, whoa, hey, let me go look for that. It's a tiny little parenting thing that we do that makes a game out of searching for something and teaches a lesson. Like it's a micro idea that teaches a macro principle. The micro idea is, hey, look harder. The macro principle is do your best. Do your best. Like, even if it's something silly, like I'm trying to find something that's important, put in time, put in effort, do your best. Let's see if you can do your best. So that's a bonus parenting idea. But last week, we talked about how every action in your life, every action does two things. It gives value and it takes energy. Every action in your life does this, whether it's a goal-related action, a meeting at work, a phone call, a walk with a friend, um, an errand you have to run. Everything you do gives value and takes energy. We used a simple illustration to make sure that we're all making the best use of our time. Do you remember the illustration if you heard it? If you haven't heard that episode, all we did was imagine a horizontal line. And on the left side of the line, it said low value. And on the right side of the line, it said high value. So we talked about how every action falls somewhere on that line. Every action you take, book you read, email you write falls somewhere on there. It's either high value or low value. You either get a huge return on it. Like it was high value. It gives you so much value and you do it again and again and again, or it wastes your time. And you know that usually, like you can tell pretty quickly where something you go, oh, I was not, I shouldn't have been in this meeting. What am I doing in this meeting? This is a low value meeting. It's taking a lot of time and it's not giving me any value. So that was the first line, that value line. And then we drew a vertical line that bisects the horizontal line. And that line was the energy line, which went from high energy to low energy. Every action you do falls somewhere on that line too. So... 
A low energy action is something you could practically do in your sleep. It doesn't wear you out. You can do it any time of day. It's super simple. And a high energy action takes a lot of energy. You have to be deliberate for that. So for me, I might say a low energy action for me when it comes to writing books is reading other people's books or even lower than that is listening to an audiobook. I can listen to an audiobook at the end of a day where I've traveled all day, I'm flying home, I'm tired. I have enough low energy even to listen to an audiobook. Now, writing, actually sitting down, to write something for the book, that takes high energy. That costs me something. I can only do that like early in the morning or when I've got enough energy. So that's how we think about life. There's two, two lines. There's a value line and there's an energy line. Now, when you draw that illustration, which looks like a plus sign, it's just imagine in your head a plus sign. It creates four different time zones, four different quadrants. That's what happens when you bisect a line. Now, today we're going to talk about that first one, which is the urgent zone. The urgent zone is when you're doing high energy actions that give you low value. So if you think about this like a clock, the urgent zone is from 9 to 12 o'clock. It's that upper left-hand corner. And this is where most people spend most of their lives. It's the emergency that really isn't an emergency, but feels like an emergency. So it skyrockets your adrenaline, your stress, but it doesn't really give you any form of payoff. This is responding to one critic on Instagram who doesn't like your business. They might only have a hundred followers. They might not have even purchased your product. They're not even a customer. They might be a complete stranger, but you give them prime time and prime energy. Responding to them feels urgent. Perfectionism loves the urgent zone because the tiniest thing feels critical. For me, the goal of inbox zero falls into the urgent zone. There are some high value emails I need to send and respond to. There are, there are some high value emails. For example, when a client asks me to speak at their event, that's a high value email. But what happens is when I try to perfectly maintain inbox zero and keep my inbox completely empty, every email becomes urgent whether it's a message from a client or a notification that a podcast I sometimes listen to just posted a new episode, it doesn't matter. I can't move on with my day until I perfectly empty my inbox. I end up acting like a hockey goalie, like pretending that my goal is to block every shot, which takes high energy, but doesn't give me high value because what's the benefit of having a completely empty inbox if it costs me my most valuable time? For instance, if I spend the first hour of my day, which is when my brain power is at its highest, manicuring my inbox instead of writing my next book, I've fallen into the trap of the urgent. Do you ever feel like you get stuck in the urgent zone, running from one emergency to the next, but never really accomplishing anything? Yeah, me, me too. If you want to decide if some activity is in the urgent zone, ask yourself two questions after you complete it. The first question is, how do I feel right now? How do I feel right now? You can't always trust your feelings, like feelings are flighty, but in this situation, I think a feeling can be an early warning light for some urgent zone behavior. What we're trying to assess is, do we feel like we've just expended high energy to accomplish something? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel excited? Do you feel energized? Do you, do you feel all of those things? Do you feel tired because all that energy wore you out? 
People who do high energy activities often feel different. For example, hosting a dinner party is a high energy activity. I think we'd all agree about that. But an introvert and an extrovert will respond very differently to that. An introvert would feel exhausted. All that energy usage is hard for them because it's people focused and it wears them out. An extrovert would respond just the opposite. All that high energy usage is fun for them because it's people focused and it fires them up. They might even have a hard time sleeping because they're so charged up at the end of the night. But even though those are different reactions, they end up in the same place. There's a strong reaction to it. The high energy leaves a trail. So with urgent activities, you're going to feel something. Again, it could be joy. It could be stress. How did you feel after the activity? Did you use a small amount of energy or a huge amount of energy to do this action, to do this task? That's the first question. How do I feel right now? The second question is related to value. Was the return on investment worth it? You gave something, your time. What, what did you get back? Was it a good investment of your time? You spent two hours fine-tuning the fonts on your presentation that you're going to deliver to your board next week at work. But is anyone, is anyone going to notice that extra effort? Is the CEO going to say, um, I'd like to first pause and thank Sharon um, for the font selection. That was, when I was looking at this report, that's what I really cared about was the font selection. Or was that urgent work that didn't really matter in the long run? Maybe you had a harder part of the project you were avoiding and pretending that the fonts were urgent just gave you a great hiding place from the other work. That's one of the tricky parts of urgent work. It offers us a place to hide from hard work. For example, if you want to clean your house perfectly, if you want to make your house immaculate, all you have to do is sit down and try to write a book. If you've ever tried to write, you know exactly what happens, right? You'll suddenly remember, oh, I need to do the laundry. You'll, you'll suddenly have the urge to catch up on your bills. You'll feel the need to vacuum right this minute. I've got to vacuum. The house was dirty all day, but it didn't bother you until right this second when you were going to do something difficult like write. Then when you tried to focus on writing, dusting jumped up to the front of the line and said, you have to dust these baseboards right this second. Things are out of control. It felt urgent. Let's say you give in. Instead of writing or doing your taxes or creating a business plan for your side hustle, let's say you get stuck doing something urgent like dusting the baseboards. After an hour of doing that, you ask yourself that second question. Was the return on investment worth it? Was it worth it? The obvious answer is, is no. What did you get in return? You gave the task an hour, a valuable hour, an hour you could have spent writing your book or building your business or connecting with somebody. And what did you get in return? You got cleaner baseboards. Your goal was to write for an hour and instead you got cleaner baseboards. That is a bad trade. That is a terrible ROI. Six months ago, I'd say that 80% of my work that I was doing was in the urgent zone. And I know this because my wife, Jenny, said to me, John, you're addicted to the urgent. Wow. Wow. Jenny does not play around. John, you're addicted to the urgent. Now, what does addicted to the urgent mean? It means I was reinventing the wheel every time I did something. I was actively refusing to build systems. I acted like every time I did something was the first time I did it. For example, instead of sitting down for an hour and writing out a consistent plan for my Instagram account, I'd wait until I got an email from my social media manager on a Tuesday morning that said, hey, 
we need a new post for today. We don't have any content plan. I'd hit panic in that moment, hit the high energy stress button, spend an hour writing a post that would be scrolled by and forgotten in 30 seconds by the people that did get to see it. Cause Instagram is going to show like one of out of 100 people that, and then I would repeat that same thing on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Anyone else listening who had admit they are addicted to the urgent, don't worry, you're here with friends. Do you know what my approach was like? It's like I was a chef and I refused to write down recipes. Every time someone ordered lasagna, I would make it completely different from the last time. I, I wouldn't keep the ingredients in the same place in the kitchen. I wouldn't keep my knives or plates or pans in the same place. I wouldn't do any prep before the restaurant would open. I'd just sit there anxiously waiting for somebody to order something. And then I'd panic to create it, never really improving on the recipe. The problem with the urgent is you never get to learn. You never get to learn. You're too busy scrambling, always staying one step ahead of disaster. You're always scrambling and you never get to actually grow. So looking ahead at the next week, do you have a mix of activities you're comfortable with? If you looked at your calendar for the next seven days, can you identify some urgent zone? There are going to be some urgent things that come up. That, that just happens naturally. There's going to be distractions that get in your way. That's part of life. And remember, we're not aiming for perfectionism because perfectionism is impossible. What we're aiming for with this discussion is self-awareness. Imagine if you spent 10% less time in the urgent zone, just 10%, and instead invested that in the brilliant or the important zone. Can you imagine what you could accomplish? Let's not just imagine. In the next few episodes, we'll deep dive into the other three time zones. Until then, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. Here's one from M.H. Ponce. M.H. Ponce says, amazing advice from an amazing human. That's already off to a good start. When the title's like that, it's going to be a good review. I've read several of John's books and I'm very excited about his new one. They are awesome to listen to as audiobooks. I only recently discovered his podcast. It's been both entertaining and full of amazing insights. It might just make you want to spontaneously clap too. Well, that's a callback to an episode. Well done, M.H. Ponce. Thank you for saying that. So kind. So please keep the reviews coming. They're super encouraging. And please make sure you subscribe or follow so that you don't ever miss another episode. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.